It's often easier to focus on controlling the world around us and even other people, but learning to control our own attitudes, emotions, and focus can yield amazing benefits. Author of Swift Success, Tony Dovell, joins me now in studio for a masterclass on self-mastery. Mr. Dovell, welcome to the show. How's it, Katleko? How are you doing? Thanks, and you. You said that very well. You mastered that, actually. Well, you know, it came with, with a bit of practice. <laughs> I sat outside making sure that I got it right, but... You know, I, I made sure I practiced it right. I checked with your guys on the side there to get it right. Yes. But the challenge is most people practice, but they practice bad habits rather than good habits. And, and that's why they've got what they've got, because if, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same result. Right. So, so if, if you want different results, you have to change. Is that what self-mastery is all about? I think it's part of the, fr part of the framework and the process is, is being conscious and being aware and caring enough to say, what's the next step? Okay. How do I climb the ladder of, of life, of success in a variety of dimensions like your health, your wealth, your happiness, your mindset, your heart set, your beliefs, your values. But if you don't have the ability to master, manage, control and direct yourself, then you're like just a host pup that's, that's flailing around, going nowhere, frustrated that you're not going up the ladder, but you're, mm. you're thrashing around at the bottom. And so mastering self or self-mastery is for me... It, is, it begins with consciousness. Right. Be begins with awareness. And so the people say, well, why do you want to master yourself? Why do you want anything? And so we, anybody watching, we want better results. Mm. So how do you get better results? It starts with better actions. And those need to be conscious actions rather than just automatic, reactive, robotic kind of actions. But to get there, you need the right feelings because feelings and moods and states predispose you to that action. Yes. So how do you master your mood? How do you master your state? So come back another level is you've got to become conscious of what we're focusing on, what we're saying inside our head. You know, what are our values? What are our beliefs? What is our identity? Because that's the foundation of who I am then controls all of those things. But for most of us, we've forgotten. We don't even know who we are. Socrates said, know thyself. Yes. But we don't know who we are. We're, we're robotic. People have got hot buttons. They, they're reactive rather than response-able. Mm. And so for me, I call them unconscious people. They're, they're unconsciously living through their life, same stuff. They get out of bed the same side every day, brush your teeth, Home, you need to do everything Go and it becomes a habit come back and it's the same cycle and it's, it's habit time. of relationship of love of of behavior of driving i don't know if you've ever driven but i've driven through a green a red robot yeah and i suddenly thought was that green or red because i'm so just distracted and unconscious and i've often i've driven to a place and i thought how did, how I, did I get, get here? here yes and so that's part of the challenge is self-mastery is being conscious but Tony, a lot of the times we, we master focusing on other people, on other things, as opposed to ourselves. Why do we always deter from ourselves and more to other people? Because we're scared. We're driven by fear. Most people are driven by fear. What are they thinking of me? Mm. What are they going to say about me? I'm competing with the Joneses. And so, and I was reading up a bit about you, and I think it's profound that at a young age, you discovered means goals versus ends goals. True. So everybody wants cars and houses and boats and planes and trains and jewelry. The things, you know, the means. But that is so short-lived. But why do they want it? 
You know, why do you want the car? So I'll be seen as worthy and valuable and respectable. And, and so the challenge is once you understand that it's the end goal, it's how do I feel? Mm. What's the core feeling that I'm really looking for? And so most people are too worried about the outside. Their locus of control is, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? Are my boys going to uh, validate me? And so we're not running on, on, a, on a program of, I'm worthy, I'm valuable. We're running on, am I good enough? And so that's what we focus on, who's going to validate, am I good enough? And we sell ourselves short in that time. We, we sell our souls for just for money. Mm. And I, I, I play with people and I, I push the line and I say, take everything that you own in the, the means, goals, material. Calculate some kind of financial worth value. Of yourself. Divide that, no, of what you own, the yes. stuff you've got. Divide that by how many years you've been working, how many months, weeks, days, and the hours. You'll come to a number. For some, it'll be very, very small. <laughs> but that's what you've been, you've been selling your soul for. Sure. And it's like, whoa, hold on a sec. And so for me, the biggest challenge we have in our country is learned helplessness. And so that's then low self-esteem, low self-worth, low psychological capital. You know, people are, I've seen people that are rich on the outside. Their gold and their jewelry and their diamonds. Look who I am. Mm. But they're poor on the inside. Mm. And so that's our challenge is we're so worried about the outside that we don't actually care about the inside. And, we, and often people are so negative on the inside with their negative demeaning self-talk and undermining, self, undermining themselves completely that they don't want to be there. So they live a, a short distance from their body, uh, as the saying goes about men. Mm. And so we never get to, like, how am I feeling? Is it okay? And, and it was a Ryan Mountain Dreamer, Mountain Dreamer that said, you know, do, do you like who you are in the quiet, quiet moments that you keep? Yes. Most people, are, they're so distracted. Parties, disco, stuff. And they never stop long enough to, like, how are you doing inside there? Mm. People don't even want to sit and wait for somebody because they don't want to have that moment alone to sit and think and introspect. How does self-mastery really help, especially in the business context? Well, for me, number one, business is like a biological system. So 10% of the system controls a system. Okay. So as an individual, so is the organization. As the leader goes, so the people follow. So for me, it starts, first of all, with the, the core culture of the organization is what infects and affects people when they come in. Mm. And so you can get to companies, when you walk in, there's a, there's a sense of well-being, there's a sense of calm and peace and energy. And the other places you get a sense, it's like it's what I call static and it's sparky and it's sharp and it's edgy. And it's, you're on edge the whole time. And you've got to use, I ask people, you wake up in the morning, you've got 100 units of energy. Mm. How much of that energy are you using in the workplace for self-defense and protection? Yes. You'll be astounded that the average is like close to 80%. Mm. And so because we have such high levels of racism and diverse, you know, we, we're not building and growing. We're, we're, we're separating politically in the workplace because we, we're listening to leaders that don't have the highest intention for us all. Mm. And so how it helps in the workplace is number one, know thyself. Know, know your values. Know what your hot buttons are. Know what you stand for. Because if you stand for nothing, you fall for everything. True. Um, but make sure that those values and beliefs are, are encompassing and enclosing and unifying rather than dividing. Because you know, united we'll stand and grow and build and, and divided, divided we'll, fall. we'll fall. And I use the story of past in the old days of the war. There was all of the different countries were fighting each other. And some soldiers met, them, met each other in the dark in a forest. 
And they didn't have the leaders saying, kill, kill, kill. So they had a conversation, but they still had the programming and the belief systems. So each of them had their little bundle of wood that yeah. they were holding on to. And not one of them was strong enough and aware enough and conscious enough to say, I'll put my wood into the fire first, and then you can put yours, and you can put yours, and you can put yours. And so they held Together. on to their stuff. And the next morning they found all of them dead. Sure. And I think we're doing that in our countries. We're holding on to my, me, my tribe, my guys. Versus embracing and say, wow, you know what? Together we can do um, so much We more. have all the resources to become a world class. And so in business, when I do my research for the team building and the trust building, there's so much this sort of diverse perspectives of mine, me, our, our tribe, that there's not enough space for people to get together. And once we create a safe space where people can become conscious and aware of what's your number one driving value? We did a team building with some union guys up at Hotazella, right there, day's drive away for a mining company. And before we went into the room, the two unions wouldn't even go in the room together. Sure. But we negotiated that through and we did the two-day event. But at the end, what was profound, the head of the union there, an old guy stood up and said, I've been fighting a war that doesn't exist anymore. And that for me was profound because it was through the process of the workshops and the, the stuff we shared, they become conscious, they became aware, they understood what was the thing driving them. And so instead of being unconscious and, and reactive, mm. he was able to step back and become response-able. And that's, that's responsibility, the ability to respond and not react. And so he was able to stop long enough and get, go inside and find what is his soul and what is his heart, what really was important for him. Yeah. And that, that he had the power to stand up publicly and say, my old beliefs have been killing me and killing us. Sure. And that's why that self-mastery, that self-awareness, so that he would then, because it was a huge courageous step he took, in spite of what everybody around him was going to say, and, and you know, based on historical momentum, he stood up and then said, here's what I believe, and here's what I want my life to be like. And so he mastered the stuff that had, had actually mastered him. Tony, we have completely run out of time, <laughs> but I want us to just quickly touch on yes. what strategies can one take in order to make sure that you are mastering yourself? I think the first thing is become aware. Listen to the voice inside. And people say, which voice? That voice that's, that's that inside. <laughs> um, become aware if it's positive or negative. Number one, just observe it, don't you? Just observe like, wow, that's interesting stuff. Number two, make an internal agreement that you only allow positive in your space. Be a, what I call be a builder. We have so much negativity around us. We have 50,000 thoughts a day. Most people aren't aware of those thoughts. Mm. So make an internal agreement. I will only allow positive. I'll, I will be kind and generous to myself. Third thing is, if you have baggage, static, stuff that you've done, guilt, issues, betrayals, whatever, unhook the baggage. Clear the baggage. Clear the static. I love Neil Donald Walsh. He says, God talks to everybody, but not everyone can hear because there's so much static and we have so much baggage. You now we're living through our past rather than saying, okay, how do we dance? How do we build from where we are versus, you know, some oak in my granny's class, you stood on her toe and did this. Mm. And so we can continue fighting or we can start to build. And so it's, it's that decision to say, here's who I am. I am a builder. I bring light versus I bring dark. Um, the next part is take baby steps. It takes a while to build a habit. 
So make small decisions where you, people give their word. They say, I'll try and do this by Friday. Try is a lie. Do it. It, it means I, you can't count on me. Mm. So become accountable. If you give your word, keep your word. Because the moment you start to do that, you, you become much more confident in yourself. Your self-worth, your self-esteem, it gro grows. And then you're happy to be with you. you know, I always ask the people, who likes a liar? No one likes liars. Then I ask, who hasn't lied in the last 60 days? <laughs> we all we all de deceptive to ourselves, and denial isn't only a river; it's, it's how we live. So, handle reality. Rad what I call radical honesty with love, um, and then take ownership. Uh, I ask people, "Have you ever been angry?" Yes. Who made you angry? Oh no, so and so made me angry. That's not the truth. The absolute brutal truth is, you made yourself angry at their behaviour. Mm -hmm. Own that. Take mm -hmm. responsibility. I'm the master of my state. I'm the master of my mood. I'm the master of my reactions and responsibilities, and you can hold me accountable for that. Tony, thank you so much. We need a part two of this discussion. There's Absolutely, so much more we I'm could get into. To, but to thank transform. you for joining us. Thank you. And that was Tony Dovell, author of Swift Success.